I'm going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say... You really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Are you ready? Are you ready for love? And a podcast? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fancy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. John, it's the end of the PL and FPL season. Let's just deal with the final day. Where were you? How were you? How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Um, I'm fine. Do I sound fine? Uh, Actually, you you sound finer than I thought you might have done. Yeah, well, you know, as I think I made clear on this show, uh, I made peace with it a long time ago. I knew we were going down. I've, I was texting people from October saying we're effed here, mm. and uh, it just took a long time to get effed. There was some real foreplay. Then there was a point when you know it looked like actually we were just going to get a pizza and go home, and then it turned. You know, obviously we got a right good effing. We got the effing we deserved that we were asking for. We wanted a good effing, and we got one. Was there any um, point on the final day where you thought you might not be getting an effing? No, because we were so, I think Leeds in that were very mindful. We live in a mental health conscious era. And I think Leeds United were mindful of that for their fans. And they were absolutely dog shit from the very outset. You know, and when you look back at what Leeds have done this season, it's really been about managing expectations for the fans and saying, I know you think we're going to get rid of the shit manager before, you know, an unprecedented break, really, a World Cup break followed by a, a January transfer window, you know. Um, we're not going to do that. We're going to keep the shit one until it's too late to get a good one. Then we're going to get another shit one. And then just in case it looks like he might do something, we're going to get the archetypal shit manager in for four games where he's going to actually do even worse. He got one point, Sam Allardyce. He got half a million pounds for that point. I don't know what his salary would have worked out at across the season at half a million pounds a point. I mean, depressingly. A million quid. But... <laughs> but you know, I think Harry Kane scored after about four minutes. Two, so, two minutes. You know, was it two? Yeah, fine. So all hope extinguished. It was obvious that again, had one of Everton or Leicester, you know, been below us, that would have been fine. But it was obvious that either Leicester or Everton were going to win their games. Um, so you know, the final day, I, I didn't even watch it. Didn't even watch it. Oh, John. Um. I can't remember where I was. What was I doing? Oh, I was on Sunday. tour. Yeah, I was on tour. I was on tour in Birmingham. And I had a nice message from a gentleman saying, Hi, John. 
I'm coming to your gig tonight. Are you going to moan about this all night? That did was you? nice. No, I didn't. I was, I was, I've been surprisingly, because we've been down before, I just thought it's not that bad. And because of the horrors of the last, and the last time was at the worst age, really. Um, well, apart from like 10, apart from being the face-painted crying child who, you know, goes viral across the planet. I was quite a young man, and I think young young men, young men um, are worst place to deal with these kind of things because they don't have anything else in their life. And now I'm an old man. I'm an old wizened crone. Uh, I can drive a car now. Um, I have a child. I've got a job. If I, uh, you know, I've got a point in my life now where if I want some chips, I'll just go and get some chips. And little things like that make relegation easier to cope with. It's actually, the relegation is not as bad as just the implosion of the club. Where we, you know, sometimes as a fan, especially in football, there's a pressure to be the biggest fan. And it's all about like, oh, were you at the, you, if you were at the 87 final, mate, you don't even know what it means to be Wrexham. The, all that shit. So sometimes I, I was thinking, should I, should I watch this game that I know we're going to lose that sends us down? And then I thought, no, and I'll tell you why. Because it's not going to bring me any joy whatsoever, and I know what the conclusion is. And I know I'll be there next season in the Championship. It's not about walking away from the club. It's just about sometimes saying, this thing that is of absolutely, it has no potential to make me even slightly, I'm not even going to get a, oh, it's just going to be dog shit from start to finish. I'm not going to do it. Um, so as, as bad as I felt being a fan and not watching it, the owner of our fucking club, was in Italy trying to buy another football team. I mean, that's that's like EastEnders Happy Christmas Ange level. If Dirty Den had handed over that divorce papers and then taken his new wife out for dinner at a fancy restaurant in the same episode, like, what are you doing, you tit? That side of it is the worst because that is, teams get relegated and sometimes it's unfair and football means someone has to get relegated. But when you watch that level of uh, I don't want it anymore I buy a new one because I fact it because I generally think nobody actually wants to see their team get relegated but when you see that you think no I want you to come back to Leeds and I'd like us to have a stern chat with you on the centre circle you mentioned chips have you been comfort eating <laughs> that was a very CPFPL moment there I think I ranted for about six minutes <laughs> Um, these chips. <laughs> have you had any? From? Um, when did I last have chips? I don't think I've had chips for a while, but now you've put it in my head. I might get some today. Chips and gravy, I think. It's hot though, isn't it? It's not chip weather. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the chip industry talk is because obviously in comedy we we eschew the summer, don't we? Because it's too hot for people to see in theatres. I wonder if the chip industry now is like we're done for here, boys. This is going to be a good summer. But have you been comforting? Anyway, chips in the sun by the sea. Yeah. Um, have you treated yourself to well, anything? Well, we're on Zoom. You, you can see me. Do I look like I've been comforting? No, I, I, what I'm trying to get at is, have you consoled yourself, have mm. you treated yourself, self-care, self-love? I'm releasing an album. Oh, yeah. um, I, th I think I've been all right. The worst thing is, the so like chats like this, we've chatted all season. So A, you sort of know where I'm at, and B, I'll take shit from you, because we talk all the time. It's when you get the text message from the person you haven't heard from for five years. Yeah. 
Do you know those ones? The 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 old schoolmate or the someone who's like, oh hello, fuck. Yeah. Didn't see you texting me when we beat Chelsea three 0 and now all of a sudden you get relegated. It's like, oh, your boys are in trouble. Oh, who the fuck are you? New phone who these? I must have had. Yeah, and I don't. I, you know, it's not that I don't mind. Ta- I'll take it from mates all day long. I'm happy to take it. It's part of the whole banter of football. I've already been texting my championship club supporting friends and telling them they're in for a, an easy ride next year. Six points, get the mind games going early doors. We'll be back at Deepdale. We'll be back at Ewood Park. Um, you know, all the big games coming up. Of course, now we'll be playing Sheffield Wednesday after their uh, victory. That was so, exciting. you know, that side of it, I don't mind. There's, you know, there's big clubs in the championship. It's not At the time, it feels like it's a competition between you and me and you've won because Forrest have stayed up and we haven't. What yes. you must remember, of course, is that in our first season back, we finished ninth. So actually, mm. you're you you're actually shitter than we are when you when 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 you when you think about it. Have you thought about it like that? That actually maybe you're shitter than we are. I hope that keeps you warm at Deepdale when you're freezing. <laughs> you're <looking forward> <laughs> does it does it annoy you a little that Forest Day you went down, but also I beat you convincingly this season at FPL. Do you feel like a double loser? Because that's uh, what you are. No, because, of course, I won last season in FPL. Um, and I took a hiatus from this season. But no, I, I don't. Like, it's, there's no sour grapes about it. I do feel sorry for you, you know. I mean, that's probably not what you want to hear. But, but no, I, I'm sure many others should. Yeah, it's sad. Well, I don't want your pity. Well, you've got it. So what are you going to do roll, with it? Where are you going to put it? Roll your pity into a tight little ball and shove it right up your ass. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. But John... we'll do it now. We're on Zoom. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. At our next live gig, I will roll my pity up into a little ball and <laughs> stuff it. I mean, I had a terrible end to the season in FPL. You, you beat me. I, I was all over the place. Yeah, and I finished fifteenth, which was oh, gutting. I didn't even check last week because I assumed I'd done terribly. No, you beat it terribly. Yeah, that's bad, isn't it? I mean, we've oh, yeah, got to say this is. Well, this is two dogs fighting over a scrap of rancid meat, isn't it? We were both crap at FPL this season. Yes, but the dog that eats the rancid meat will probably live a little bit longer, and then by then some good meat might come. Sometimes you've got to eat the bad meat to get the good meat. Well, it depends how rancid the meat is. Perhaps actually the meat is so rancid it will kill the dog. And actually the dog that just let the other dog have the rancid meat it is the wiser choice. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, one dog might eat the other dog. You thought of that. How do you think? Are you going to eat me? If it came to it. Yeah, I think you probably would if it came to it. I don't think I would. I, I, I don't think I could bring myself. If you died, then I'd eat you, but I wouldn't eat you to kill you. Okay, yeah. No, you wouldn't kill someone by eating them. It'd take ages. You'd get full. They'd still be alive. But would... Okay. What part of me would you eat first? Uh, your soul. Ooh, a big meal. If I could locate it. That's the kind of... Um, Funny answer. Yeah. But I would like a literal, real, surely an arm or a shoulder. Sort of from back fat. <laughs> shoulder blade. Shoulder blade, surely. Yeah, you want forearm. one of the muscles that doesn't work very hard, don't you? Because they're the tougher ones. So nothing, nothing that you use a lot. So not tongue or buttock. <laughs> I'd say those are the two muscles you use most. Yeah, forearm. A bit of forearm. A Your lean forearm. strip of forearm. And I'd probably... I'd marinate it for a long time, um, and then I'd probably uh, barbecue it, cut it into thin strips and have it in a baguette. And do you think 
having me having eczema actually would sort of add to the barbecue crispiness of it. Oh my god! I mean, you'd like be free, free crackling, free crackling. <laughs> oh god! I wouldn't be eating the skin. That's the best bit. That's where all the vitamins are. <laughs> oh, yeah, potato. <laughs> well, um, so John, we, we do. Who do come... we have to congratulate then? Well, we congratulate Tom Davis. He won the cup. Let's have a look at our fan league. Uh, let's have a look at both leagues. Who won our league league? Ian Sterling won the league league. Sterling, of course, he did. He's Ian too good. Sterling from Russell Howard. It's very much the Manchester City Arsenal of our times, isn't it? Sterling Howard. Be good to get Russell Howard on because I imagine he's very disappointed. And He'd be gutted. That that would please me. Yeah, I enjoy the misery of others. Um, that's my favourite meal. And um, we could talk to Ian, of course we could. It'd be more fun to talk to Russell, wouldn't it? Well, I guess that would make you feel better. The top five, by the way, Richard Osman uh, with Saturday Murder Club. Sophie Ridge, Sheffield Thursday, finished fourth. Tom Davies with Big Dogs FC in third. Russell Howard, Los Burros, Magicos. And at number one, Ian Sterling with 2,445 points. See me roll in. Well done. Well, it's time to find out who wins our fan league. I think we should give the top ten. So... In 10, Seamus Moran with 50 Shades of Shea. And congratulations to all these people. At number nine, James Pulteney. I think I pronounced that right with Arebo Starmix. Congratulations. At eight, Simon Newman with Newman's Old Boys. David Grinstead at seven with Grinner's Ball. At number six, Richard King with LB Earthquakes. And we're into the top five. Richard Millwood with Loom, 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 or Lamb, 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 Lamb. Mark James, Exeter, please, at four. At three, it's Alid Barcroft with Broya and Badger. Oh, we win for the best name. At number two, it's Henry Riley with What's the Martson with You. And at number one, winning a £50 Roosters voucher, email us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Because the person to email is is Rory Brazendale, who finished with 2,710 points with Brazen Delona CF. 50 quid Roosters voucher. 50 quid beer coming your way. John, I don't know if you've seen the weather, but uh, there's a storm brewing. Okay, John Ketley. <laughs> That is not the sort of storm I meant. Hobbicle Storm is the first ever kegged and canned ale from Timothy Taylor's, and it's sweeping across the UK, and it's going down a storm with drinkers, including me. John, I mean, I'm a big fan of Timothy Taylor's, as you know. Big fan of Landlord, big fan of Boltmaker. This is out of this world. I think this might be the tastiest thing they've ever made. Really? My God, I've always just been get me a pint of bitter kind of guy. But I'm definitely now more open to the more citrus end of the market. And this is a 4% triple hopped pale ale. And it's got that lovely mandariny mango passion fruit. Summer's afternoon, sun on your face, hopical storm. Oh, lovely. But um, is it vegan? Yes, it is. It has been signed off by your pals and mine at the Vegan Society. It is completely vegan. What more do you want from a beer? Oh, from a beer, nothing. But I'd like well, Leeds to stay up. Can Timothy Taylor sort that? We can ask them. But for now, let's just be satisfied with the amazing beers they make. Timothy Taylor's is an independent family-owned brewery based at the Knoll Spring in Keithley. Have I said that correctly? Keithley, yeah. Hi, Keithley. They have over 160 years of brewing experience and are renowned for the quality of their cask-conditioned ale. And most famously, as we talked about, the amazing landlord. And our CPFPL listeners... See, this is the thing. You get to taste the storm for yourselves. You get 10% off 
Hopical Storm cans by visiting timothytaylorshop.co.uk and using the code FPL10. That's timothytaylorshop.co.uk and use the code FPL10. What a world to live in. Well, I, I am, uh, as, as much as anything, frustrated that we didn't get to a game together. And also, in general, of the three years we've spent in the Premier League, one was under COVID, and then the following two, I've been on tour because I was previewing the tour and now I'm on tour. So I really, I did not get to go to the Etihad. I did not get to go to the Emirates. I did not get to go to the Spurs Stadium. I did not get to go to Anfield. You know, I did not maximise the Premier League years in terms of mm-hmm. the fan experience. I went there and Chelsea. I went there and West Ham. Nice. I went Leicester. I can go to Leicester next year. That what I must admit, that was some soccer. I wanted it to be Everton. Really, I did. Um, Why? I was frustrated. Well, because I think they're going to be in trouble in the next few years for cheating financially. And I also think with the new stadium and they just seem to have found ways of getting around FFP, they'll actually strengthen. And in five or 10 years, they won't be in the position they're in now. Um, and they'll have got away with it. But it was some sucker. To, because when we went down, all we got was, well, of course, Leeds with a Champions League semi-final. And it's good to know that now there's going to be an even bigger, uh, you know, oh, Leicester won the Premier League and now they're at Plymouth. That's going to drive them mad. It is. But also, I think um, the, the cohort with which you were relegated helps your promotion <laughs> push next year. Well, it would do if we had an owner or a director of football or a manager. So you've got to ask yourself, Matthew, who's buying the players that are going to get us out of the championship? Because we don't have anyone running the effing club because the owner is in Italy taking his new wife for dinner. The director of football has been sacked and big Sam Allardyce hero that he is, came in and, my God, he took that money. My what God, have you got against what... the, the owner taking his wife for dinner? I mean, she's got to eat. He's, well, no, he's got a wife who's hungry. Yeah. His wife, uh, he's got a wife at home who hasn't eaten for months. She's only eaten seven times all season. Oh. Perhaps she wants some dinner. You've got, to, you've got to sort that out, you know. At least, at least um, you know, buy a house next to a, a nice chippy. Do something. Don't just wander off. I mean, good luck to Sam Doria is all I'm going to say, because you've got a turd incoming. Not to just dwell on the chip chat, but do get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com if you've had chips on a hot day this year. Yeah, I think it's doable, but what what you're looking at, it's it's a change in tactic, isn't it, really? What you want is a nice piece of fresh fish. Not not for you, obviously, because you're allergic and I'm vegan, but nice piece of fresh fish. And you're looking more at the vinegars and the lemon juice and probably not a sauce, whereas in the winter you want the stodge, you want the pie, and you want the gravy. Yes, yes. I think seaside is just chips with salt and vinegar. Yeah, away from ice seagulls. Cream. Yeah, you've got to be so careful of seagulls. <laughs> I've got a, um, I've started wearing a shell suit top, and I think I look silly. Oh, oh well, no. You know, in my defence, it's an art of football collab okay. um, so it's an art of football version of the italian int england shell suit top classic right mm-hmm. beautiful but i do yeah, it's the sort of, of think, thing i would yeah. buy and not wear well that was the thing i bought it and i was like well i've got to wear it but when i wear it i, I think i look a bit silly 
Yeah, I've got lots of Leeds United sort of uh, exercise tops and things like that that I buy because they look great on the models. And can I say congratulations as well to the team running the Leeds United shop? The the emails about buying shit have not they've not taken relegation as a sign that perhaps fans aren't looking to invest at the moment in um, the new range of vests. You know, they've not at any point thought maybe people aren't going to bed in Leeds United pyjamas as much this week. They have been relentless. They are emptying that warehouse the way we're emptying the first team dressing room. And congratulations to every one of them. Maybe that's the business model. Just sell a load of bibs. Yeah, yeah. Buy a new trait. Buy buy the uh, third kit and you get a free Willy Nonto with it. (laughs) I do hope you come straight back up, though, in all seriousness. I, uh, it would, it would I think it'll be two years. I've, I've thought it through in my head. I think this summer is going to be such a mess. Um, we've got some good youth coming back. Charlie Cresswell went off to Billwall. Um, uh, and hilariously, as the headline read, came, came in a boy, left a man. Um, so th- th- there may be some uh, legal ramifications as to what he's been up to at Millwall, but um, he's an excellent centre half. And we've got Jamie Shackleton and we've got Cody Drama. You know, we've got a good young team to build a side around if we can keep some of the experience. You're Adam Forshaws. Um, but there's, this summer is going to be an absolute shitstorm of hiring and firing. I can't see us being ready next season. Southampton have already appointed a new director of football and manager, and they're they're away making their plans. Um, making their plans, their plans I can, against I think us. two years, maybe. Two years is good. That's okay. Yeah, um, I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, there's a new um, mural of Jack Grealis, friend ooh. of the show, gone up yeah. in Manchester this week. What do you think he's doing in that mural? Um, I think he is smiling. Yeah, he is sweet way. Yeah, and I think his arms are. Oh no, I thought it was because that was the England thing. I think he is just waving. Um, he's eating fish and chips. No way. No way. Yeah. Let me find him. Him, Edison, and Esme Morgan are uh, outside a new chippy on Main Road, and they've all been painted eating fish and chips. And of all of them. Gray Alice looks the most at home eating the chips. It looks like a man. It, it looks like it's a picture. He's got a big fat tray of chips and he's just picking one out with his eye. He's got a fork, of course he has. He's not using it. He's just getting those chips straight in his gob. I mean, chip shop forks have to be one of the worst inventions of all time. The Wooden or plastic? Either. Both rubbish. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. rubbish. Mm-hmm. Both rubbish. And by the yeah. you know, get your hands in there. You can't with a gravy, though, can you? Come on. Well, I guess you can sort of just pick individual chips and then slurp the tray at the end. <laughs> Is that All bad? Right. It's just the way you say it. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a bad thing. Have you, you ever licked a chippy tray? Yeah, yeah. you know um, when you'd go to chip shops, they used to have the pucker pie posters, yeah. and one was like they were aliens yeah. invading. There was, the one I remember is a very well-dressed couple in the back of a limo with white leather interior having pie and chips. <laughs> and, and you can see that now. It's only the first time I've realised that that's probably just a bit of a joke. Yeah. It was a bit of a laugh. It's self-knowing, isn't it? Yeah, I used to... Um, they should advertise chips on telly. You know, milk used to be advertised. They, they should advertise just, you know, go to your local chippy. There should be a national chip federation. Mm-hmm. And they should advertise it on telly. You know, uh, all well, these do you know what's, people do you know what's happening? 
a lot of the chippies now that they're, that they're not telling you, but they're frying the chips in palm oil, and I don't agree with it. Is that cheaper than vegetable oil, then? It's the cheapest oil on the planet, which is why you find it in literally every fucking thing you can buy. It's in cakes, it's in ready meals, it's in bread. You pick a bread off the shelf, it's just fat, isn't it? It's just shit fat to bulk out shit food. And it's very cheap, and so that's what... But, you know, we should not be frying our good British chips. The soil has given of us the wonderful British potato... And it needs to be fried in a natural vegetable oil, not a palm oil, which is destroying the planet and is, I don't think it's going to turn out to be very good for our health. And isn't palm oil bad for gorillas, as in it's affecting their habitat? Massively. uh, Palm oil and soy are two of the great sources of deforestation. Soya? So tofu's bad? It's used to feed livestock. So we're growing food, destroying the planet to feed to our food. So um, actually, there's plenty of soy already being grown to feed the humans that want to eat soy. It's um, it's cheap feed for cattle. There you okay. go. Um, but well, I just that said aside, that really confidently. I think I'm right. But Google it. Go into your ch- do you What do you cook these chips in? Palm oil? Yeah, you do. You ring your chip in and you say, can I ask what you're frying? And if they said palm oil, we say, no, thank you. Goodbye. I shall yeah. not eat in your establishment until you use... What oils would you be okay with? Vegetable oil? Vegetable oil, sunflower oil. Sunflower, um, that was the old... That used to be the cheap one. Yeah. Um, mazola. Does sunflower oil actually come from sunflowers? It can't. <laughs> it can't. <laughs> Google it. What do you think it comes from? I think it's a branding trick. Like it comes Make from... It sound. Uh, Dead sewer rats. It's okay. about to stumble on the great conspiracy theory of our time. Oh, it comes from sunflower seeds, of course it does. Okay, that makes more sense. Let me just check vegetable oil then, because I wonder what vegetable they do use. Oil. Man checks an oil. There you go. There's obviously great links between Manchester City and oil, so uh, technically this feature still relevant. Yeah, they, they basically come from seeds. They're, yeah. they're just crushed up seeds. Well, that's okay. I feel like this would be a really good end to this week's podcast. It's sort of like the football season. There's been peaks and troughs, and it should just peter out. Oh, no. We should also mention the person who finished bottom of the fan league, and I'm just glad that it's um, not me. With 429 points, which is pathetic. Mushy PFC, great name, Andrew Woodburn. Oh, my word. Um, I love Mushy PFC. Really makes me want mushy peas, which, you know, we've we've talked about chips today, and that feels very um, relevant. It feels like fate that we did. Um, but sorry. Sorry, Andrew, you're bottom of the league. 7,673rd. Oh, dear. Okay, that's all we've got time for for today. Um, the show goes on, and we will let you know what the rebrand is going to be. Um, and for now, for the next few episodes, we are still cpfpl.com. So don't forget to send us your idea for new show titles and um, get in touch about any of the things we've talked about this season. Tweet us at ComediansFPL. Email us, hello at cpfpl.com. To all the teams relegated, I'm deeply sorry. To all the teams promoted, I am deeply congratulatory. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.